Podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports. Isaiah Bell and Sophia Smith. Besides being one of the favorite gym teachers here at Baldwin, Coach Carroll is truly the definition of a Baldwin legend. Graduating from Baldwin in 77, Carroll went on to school at Adelphi before finding his way back home to Baldwin in 1988. Upon his arrival and his 33-year tenure with the school and this team, he has received quite the resume, being a four-times recipient of the Conference Coach of the Year, Nassau County Coach of the Year, and even New York Jets Coach of the Week. Coach Carroll, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. So these last couple of days, you know, are your final ones as a teacher and coach in Baldwin. Have you kind of been savoring these past couple of weeks and really just taking everything in? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, between going to school here and, and you know, coming here, mm-hmm. it's it's the countdown, as I say. Yeah. But everyone says, why are you leaving? I say, it's just time. I've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm tired. I just want to change what yeah. I'm doing. And what I did here, I love. I'm not, I'm not resigning. Yeah. I'm retiring, and I'm moving on. And doesn't mean I won't be back for things, but right now, on the 25th, mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. And I was gonna say, you know, why now? Why not last year or, or one more year? You know, it's funny you say that. Um, I didn't have a date in mind, mm. and this year, what went on with the school was crazy. Yeah. And 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 I wasn't sure what's going to happen next year. And I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I, this is gonna sound like sour grapes, but I don't like sitting in front of a computer for four hours mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. I, I love teaching phys ed, and I love teaching outside. But this was tough. So, yeah. Well, there was a year. It was only going to be another year if I would have stayed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to be a longer period of time. Right. It wasn't what you signed up for. It wasn't. Right. You know. And and you know, I've been teaching for 35 years in Baldwin. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like okay, it's probably the best time at this point. Absolutely. Now. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, myself and Isaiah included, you know, talking to you and being taught by you, it kind of felt like you could just you and you could just do this forever. You could be here forever. And were there times when you really felt like you could, you know, finish your days here at Baldwin, like just and just see yourself here forever? Oh, absolutely. It, you know, no question about it. And and here's the, the again, it, it it got to the point where, you know, I've done it for a long time. I completed. I enjoyed it. I still enjoy it to this day. I still enjoy mm-hmm. it. And as I was talking to the other phys ed teacher, I said. There's so many new things that we could be bringing to yeah. the program mm-hmm. here. And if, if you want, you know, like, and I, and I love building new games and doing new games. So, but I, I also have two new granddaughters. Right. And I said, you know what? It's time to be with them a little bit now. Yeah. No, I like that, yeah. Okay, Mr. Carroll, do you remember the time before starting your first day back here? Oh, what would you like to tell about us? First day of... My quick teaching yeah, yeah, yeah. here yeah, in Baldwin. Oh, my first teaching day here. It's funny because I, I you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I taught in four buildings my first year. I was an elementary teacher, but I would come for the first period of the day to high school. Mm-hmm. As soon as I was done there, I'd walk across the field and go to Brookside School for two periods. Mm-hmm. Then we used to have a, a 10 o'clock break. I would drive to Milburn School teach the two periods before lunch mm-hmm. and then after lunch I'd go to steel school and that was my first year that was <clears throat> that was a, a 
I didn't think anything of it because it, I just got my job in Baldwin, my dream job. Yeah. You know, I always wanted to come back here mm -hmm. and, and teach and coach in the district I went to school. Right. My family went to school. I have mm -hmm. family members that were here in the 30s that played football and went to school. So this was a goal, a dream, and it came true. So when they said, I got to go to four buildings, I said, no problem. no problem. I'm great with that. Yeah. And I was going to ask, you know, what made you want to come home to Baldwin and, and teach and coach here? But it really just sounds like it was in your cards. A absolutely. And, you know, I had a lot of friends that say to me, man, you're the luckiest person. I go, absolutely. Yeah. You know, this is what I wanted. Sure. I got it. Yeah. And it wasn't easy to get jobs. When I was there, it was like no jobs opening mm -hmm. up at the time. <clears throat> and I was fortunate to luck out. And this is going to sound like a kind of a weird thing. But the day I interviewed for a job, there were three people. One of them was a former sports night captain. Mm -hmm. And everyone says, you're never getting a job over that person. <laughs> I'm like, ah, what do you want me to do? Yeah. So, but, and then the other one, she got hired two minutes after me. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, she got let go as a phys mm -hmm. ed teacher. She, reached, she came back as a classroom teacher, excellent, excellent phys ed teacher and lady, Debbie Dalder. Mm -hmm. um, I think she still might even be at not our school. And the, and the sports night captain, unfortunately, didn't get the job. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I was fortunate. Yeah. I lucked out. I don't know what the case was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have over 30 years of experience now. What would you tell, you know, that guy back then, your you know, first year working at Baltimore uh, now? Good Lord, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I was a nasty person. <laughs> I hate to say that. I, really? was, I was rough on the kids. I don't think anyone was going was gonna to say yeah. that. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I never, never expected well, that. No, yeah. in the beginning, you know what it was? I was young, mm -hmm. and I wanted the kids to understand that I was in control. Mm. You know, 35 years later, I know there's easier and better ways of doing it. Sure. Back then, I didn't know that. You know, like, and here's the funny thing, and not all my coaches I had in Baltimore were great coaches. But I was following what they were doing. I, I, please, I don't want to make it sound like they did anything wrong. They didn't. They were mm -hmm. tough, and they held you to a high standard. Right. That's what I was going to do when I came here. But I realized that things have changed, and there are better ways of dealing with people, and I learned that. That's why I had, I had a new young coach, great, great football mind. Mm -hmm. But he, he wanted to do stuff that I did back in, like, 1990. And I yeah. said, it's easier doing it this way. I promise you, I've lived through it. I experienced it. Yeah. So, you know, that was one of the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I want to talk about, you know, first coming here and first coaching here. You know, when you first started coaching, did it feel kind of nostalgic since, like, you were once, you know, captain of this team wearing these uniforms? Absolutely. I'm going to tell you what I did, which mm -hmm. was an interesting thing. My father and I, <clears throat> my family, would sit at dinner at night and talk about Baldwin. Yeah. Always talk about Baldwin sports and, obviously, Baldwin football. My father played on the 48 team. I had an uncle that played on the 38 team. Mm -hmm. I had another uncle that played on the 36 team. Both my brothers played. Mm -hmm. They were both captains as well. So obviously we're, I was really into it. So when I got the job, the first thing I did, this is an interesting thing. I found out all the coaches that coached in Baldwin that were alive. Of course, I know that sounds yeah. kind of corny or weird. <laughs> and I asked to meet with them. Mm -hmm. And they said, what do you want to meet with us for? We're not going to tell anything about X's and O's. I said, I just want to know about what you guys did. And every one of them had an incredible story to share with me mm -hmm. about their time. The first coach I was able to talk to was George Craig. Do you know, in 1936, his team played a team from Mexico, the country Mexico. of Mexico. They yeah. came up, now neither one of you will remember this, but where BJ's is in Freeport mm -hmm. used to be the old football stadium. Wow. And it was made oh. for large events. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're playing Mexico, they'd fill the stadium yeah. with 20,000 people for mm -hmm. a high school game. And then we played a team in Petersburg, Virginia, and the, the, the local newspaper paid for the team to go down there. But my point is, that was one story for right. him. 
I, I, I spoke to Joe Scannell. Joe Scannell went on and became the coach of the Oakland Raiders. He was on the Super Bowl team, but mm -hmm. they're playing Freeport, which was the big rival. Right. And he goes, what I wanted to do was I wanted to really get the team pumped up. So what he did was he dressed the ninth grade, the JV and the varsity, so 100 kids came mm -hmm. out. Now the problem was Baldwin didn't have enough uniforms back then. So he coached at Cornell the year before. Yeah. He calls up Cornell. Cornell sends him 100 uniforms, uniforms. to wear. Mm -hmm. Now, Cornell and Freeport <laughs> had the same color right. uniforms. Mm -hmm. They were both red and white. Mm -hmm. But Baldwin had 100 kids on the sideline. Yeah. And it was back then, WPIX Channel 11 would film that game, would put that game, because it was the biggest game in town. Mm -hmm. yeah. That game was played on election day only, because everyone <laughs> would come home. to the game. Yeah. Everyone yeah. would come to that game. Wow. And then Vinny Cesario came up, and he was the next coach. And, he, he unfortunately had three kids on one team that died in Vietnam. Mm. And I don't know how mm. you get over that. Yeah. You and get then, such a bond with these guys. Right, and then, right. yeah. and, and then I had um, Tom Lamondola, who was one of the reasons why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. He was my, um, he was my, back then it was the Baldwin Junior High, it wasn't mm -hmm. middle school. And he was my coach for football, wrestling, and track. Wow. And for some reason I said, I want to do what he does. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the big reasons. And then obviously when I got here, I had Coach Shippos, who was mm -hmm. also, but I spoke with everyone. When I say spoke to them, I went to their houses. Yeah. I sat with them for four hours and I asked every question. Now, the funniest one I had though is, I met with George Craig, he was 82 at okay. the time. I said, Coach, do you remember your first team? Well, he named 11 kids and I go, this guy really lost it, he doesn't know. <laughs> he didn't say, you didn't say Baldwin. He goes, that was my team in Oneida. I'm like, mm -hmm. huh. He remembered his starting 11, from 1923 or four, mm -hmm. and this at the time was probably 1988. Yeah. And I sat there going, Jeez. oh my gosh, I hope I can remember things that well. Yeah. So, and, and the only reason I did it was to meet all these coaches was one, to understand that you're always welcomed here. Like, Absolutely. please come by, because I'm going to use your name a lot. Mm -hmm. And we would do a class on Baldwin, history of yeah. Baldwin football mm -hmm. for the kids to know, look, this program is going to be 100 years old this coming year. Right. 100 mm -hmm. years old. There's not a lot of schools that can say that. No. And we've had an enormous amount of success here. Mm -hmm. And as I said, I wanted to learn what each coach had. But you know what's interesting? Every decade had its own problems. Mm -hmm. Like Coach Cesario had a tough time because it was the 60s and the Vietnam War was going on. Mm -hmm. And not to get political, but this place was, I can say a mess, but anything that was anti-establishment. Football was not the thing back then. Right. People are like, oh, that's like you're wearing uniforms. Mm -hmm. That's like being in the army and stuff. Mm -hmm. like, no, it isn't. It had no. nothing to do with right. that. Right, it's the outlet. Right. So it, they struggled in that time period. Then, you know, then Coach Delgase, who just passed away recently, was the coach. He came here his first year. He won a championship. Mm -hmm. My brother played for him. So I was watching him since I was sixth grade, since I was in sixth grade. And that mm -hmm. was amazing. I would come watch practices and coach didn't care. He knew who I was. Mm -hmm. And back then I wanted to be Tommy Cole, right, who was yeah. the running back. Lo and behold, I ended up being the coach, not yeah. the, the superstar running back. Oh. So, but that's, you know, but that's what I did when I first got the job. And then the funniest thing, my first game was against Massapequa, mm -hmm. television game, mm -hmm. lucky me. Yeah. And you know, I'm thinking I know everything. I'm hot shot. Mm -hmm. I got out there, and by halftime we were getting destroyed. Mm -hmm. And it was on television. So, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. it's hard time. I, 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 yeah. I can't even hide at this point. And after the game was over, the coach shook my hand and said, "Listen, just stick with it. Mm -hmm. You'll be fine." Says, you know, and it was a big difference because my quarterback that year was a young man named Brian McCourt, who's probably he'll get mad if I get it wrong, but he's got to be in his fifties mm -hmm. now. 
And after he left us, he went to Marist and played four years of wow. Division One football. Then he played in Germany for a couple of years. But, you know, but he was a great quarterback. I had Dorian Fisher on the team that went and walked on to Tennessee from that team. Crazy. So we had some really, really great things great talent. that happened with the players and over the years. I mean, it's, it's amazing the, the young men that we had. And not just the starters, the backup kids. Mm -hmm. that, I don't think they realized the role that they really played. And you could tell them a hundred times. Kids don't believe it. Right. But you made us better. Mm -hmm. The good kids are always going to be good. Mm -hmm. The team gets better by the second stringers mm -hmm. that put you through practice every day. Yeah. That's how you get better. Mm -hmm. And you, you try to tell this to the students, to the players, and they just look at it like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Now, every year, I get half a dozen kids come back. Mm -hmm. Some in the military, some, you know, Many of them, many of them, very successful, um, come back. And I always say, you have to, talk, whatever part of practice we're in, I stop everyone, take your helmets off, take mm -hmm. any. This is Afosa Gubadier. He played here, he's now a doctor, mm -hmm. and he's working, I'm going to say this wrong, but Doctors Without Borders or something right, like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. He works in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. He calls me the other day to see how I'm doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get calls from the kids all the time. Mm -hmm. But that's something that doesn't appear anywhere. In my career here, we've had... Over 85 kids go on to play college football mm -hmm. for money, mm -hmm. pay for their school, or they got into a school that they would have never got in if right. they didn't have football. Mm -hmm. And I was also given the, the great fortune of I found an alum from Baldwin that gave us money mm -hmm. that I could give to the kids every year. I'm going to tell you a number you're not going to believe, mm -hmm. but I have given out, as the head football coach mm -hmm. in Baldwin, $1.3 million in scholarships. Wow. Wow. Myself. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. I got it from someone. Right. But there's nothing greater than saying, here's, here you go, you get 25 grand in right. school. And it's yeah. looking like, huh? Yeah. And, and, and they come back, and, you know, and this gentleman was a phenomenal man. He played, he was a football captain in Baldwin. Um, but these are things that you don't hear about right. is the kids that moved on and went on and got lots of financial aid or scholarships mm -hmm. be directly because of football. Right. Wow. Nuts. Yeah, throughout <laughs> the years, yeah, you've had plenty of good kids. Um, but what do you remember about, you know, those early seasons at Baldwin? The early seasons, as I said, I, I thought when I started, I, I thought I was Mr. Joe, mm -hmm. know-it-all. Yeah. And I realized I knew nothing. And I had the good fortune of bringing an assistant coach on who just won the Rutgers Cup of Manhattan, mm -hmm. a gentleman by the name of J.R. Quinta. And this guy basically said to me, one, you have to go away to camp. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't comfortable going away my first year. It's my first year. There was a lot of free agents on the team. Right. You don't know what they were going to do up mm -hmm. at camp at mm -hmm. night. He says, you got to go away to camp, and you got to do X, Y, and Z. And he basically directed me in a lot of ways that I've coached the rest of my life. You know, like the breakdowns of films. Like when we started coaching football in the beginning, we had 16-millimeter film. Oh. Now, you had to sit there with a projector and go forward, go backward. Yeah. Your tape would break. You have to fix it. <laughs> it take you four hours to go through a game tape to do it. Mm -hmm. Then we went to VCR. Really good, because now when I was changing with another coach, I could change on Sunday morning. We'd yeah. meet at 6 o'clock in the morning. We'd switch films. I'd have all my coaches to my house for breakfast. Mm -hmm. You know, boom, we watched the film. By noon, we are all on our way home. Right. Then we went to the DVD discs, mm -hmm. and now everything is online. Yeah. I mean, I, it's coaches, I need a film, boom, here it is. Yeah. I need a film, boom. Recruiting. The mm -hmm. Recruiting, back in the day, I would have to tell a coach, and it's tough to tell the Syracuse, I need that film back. Can yeah. you send it to me? i got to mm -hmm. get it to another place. Yeah. And 
I mean, you never talk to the head coach. You talk to the recruiting coordinator. But he goes, Coach, all the coaches need to look at the film. I, right. say, I, I know that, but if you don't pick them, I need them to get into a school. Yeah. And we had eight films, mm -hmm. and it was amazing because you had to find a, fi a, a photographer mm -hmm. who was familiar with doing 16-millimeter film, mm -hmm. which is really very rare. Back then it was right. rare. Now it's you don't even have anyone yeah. like that. Now mm -hmm. it's you get a nice digital camera and you could do everything. Right. It doesn't stop in between films. But the, you know the beginning years, and they were you know what they were great because at the end of summer camp and the week or the day before the first game of Friday night, we always had a Friday night dinner, mm -hmm. go over our game plan. You'd be exhausted and be like, holy cow, but it was a good exhaust. Mm -hmm. You were exhausted because you knew you worked hard, yeah. you knew yeah. what you got going, and you were comfortable with the kids. You know, like, and here's the other part. Like, everyone thinks if you don't win, you're not successful. Ah, I, I disagree with you 100%. Mm -hmm. Now, we've had great years. We've had great teams. We had great players. But there are years where you we weren't great football players. Some of the best kids you'll ever meet in your life. Mm -hmm. That you, you know, these are the kids that are going to be good leaders right. in this country. And, and that's, you base it, you know, Joe Paterno, you say, I don't judge you after football season, I judge you after you being a man. Absolutely. Like, what have you done in the world today? Mm -hmm. And that's how I judge you. Did this work? Yeah. Um, Mr. Ramirez did a video for me a couple weeks ago, and every one of the kids talked about how I use what you taught me in my daily job, like the one right. young man, Rich Simonetti. Who's, I say young man, he's probably 45 <laughs> years old. But Rich Simonetti is the, the head of a, a, a big insurance company in the whole Northeast. Mm -hmm. He says, I teach my employees what you taught me back at Camp Colang. Mm -hmm. And that's the camp we used to go to back then. And he goes, to this day, I remember the things you tell us. And I teach my employees what you taught us. Absolutely. And I'm like, and that's the biggest honor. When people say, what you taught me, I'm raising my children this mm -hmm. way. I'm the... And that's, that's all you ever ask for. Right. And you always just, you know, always be honest with your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, some kids always say, you don't treat us the same. I said, no, you get all treated the same. Mm -hmm. Some get a little bit more <laughs> yeah. work, if you will, mm -hmm. than others. I, yeah. I, I don't have the answer to all of these things, but they would come and do more. Right. You honor or you reward them mm -hmm. for doing more. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. so beyond football. Like you know, you know, talking to employers and and one hundred percent. So you know, between then and now, you've taken this team to county finals several times, winning the county chip in two thousand five. Do you think you know your long term commitment with the team contributes to like their success and kind of having like your Carroll era kind of you know contributed to the winning culture? One hundred percent. You know, for for many years, you know, used to get the people say, "I can't wait to get." to this mm -hmm. program, um, and that was nice. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have to sound, this is gonna sound weird, but you didn't have to go around chasing kids to come out for the team. Yeah. They would just come out. Mm -hmm. And the friends would speak to each other and say, oh, come on out, mm -hmm. and we always opened the door up to anyone that wanted to play football. I would never tell you you couldn't play. Right. Prove to me that you can be here, mm -hmm. and if not, I'm not getting rid of you, you'll be on the team, mm -hmm. but you're gonna have to do what everyone else does. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was that way. Our last two years were a little bit difficult. Yep. This year was brutal because mm -hmm. I couldn't, I mean, I had kids that weren't even playing football right. because their parents would let them. I understood mm -hmm. that. I also know that coming up through the system, this was going to be, I'm not gonna say a difficult year because the kids that were there mm -hmm. played their hardest. Oh, yeah. It's just we didn't have enough of them. And yeah. that's, you know, in, in every sport, you, you need the backups. Mm -hmm. You know, there were some days we had 17 kids at practice this year. Now, the surprise mm -hmm. attack of playing football in the spring yeah. and realizing that all of a sudden 
you have a week off and the kid's like, wait a second, my family, I'm like, ah, you know. Yeah. And I didn't get crazy over it because mm-hmm. I knew the situation was the situation. Yeah. If it was during the fall, it would have been a different mm-hmm. scenario, but here it was a complete different, different. animal, if you will. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and um, speaking on the 2005 uh, county championship, you know, the clock was winding down. You had the game by 25 points. Um, you know, what kind of feelings were going through your head, you know, as the clock is winding down and you just realize we're about to get a county championship? It, it was rewarding because we've worked so hard to get to that point. We lost three prior to that, mm-hmm. two of them in overtime. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know if we're ever going to get this done. Mm-hmm. And my brother and I, and then Frank Esposito and Tom Dernan, mm-hmm. and we're sitting there. But as the clock was going down, our kids knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just knew it. And I'm sitting there going, and now I'm the kind of guy that, and, and I look at the clock. We could be up by X amount, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Said, I don't believe anything yeah, until it's I not over. Not over until it's over. We've won games by 25 points in the fourth quarter, and we've lost games by 25 mm-hmm. points in the fourth yeah. quarter. Unfortunately, when you're around as long, you see it all. Mm-hmm. You see yeah. it all. How you win games, how you lose games. You know how other teams are. You know how your kids are. And unfortunately, a couple games, kids got hurt. But in that particular game, the week before that, we were playing Massapequa. Uh, no, East Meadow. Okay. No, no, I take it back. It was the county championship game. Mm-hmm. And before the game, I knew we won it. You know how? The PA system broke down. Mm-hmm. And Dakota Lupo sang God Bless America. Mm-hmm. Said, game's over. We just won it. Yeah. We just won this game. Mm-hmm. And our kids go, you, and you know how to keep damn right. You yeah. Won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I felt that comfortable. Now, obviously, still, I played 48 minutes, mm-hmm. and we had some of the best football players. You know, I can't say that we ever had. We've had amazing football plays, but yeah. we had them all together at one mm-hmm. time. And they got along with each other. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you a great story. Every night, we, we'd have, we have skit night or something, and one night, this is a bizarre story, but the song Brown Betty or Black Betty? Mm-hmm. Black, I don't know which one it is. Yeah, Black I Betty. I don't really know either. That's why I turned. <laughs> but our kid, it was weird, and it's going to sound weird, but we had like a dance-off contest. Really? <laughs> Mr. Rado against Aaron Weaver. Mr. Rado can dance. Uh-huh. Whatever anyone says, that guy can dance, and they did it to Black Betty. Mm-hmm. And, and that night, the team bonded. Yeah. It bonded so mm-hmm. strong. We were in a bunk, probably a quarter of the size of this room. Mm-hmm. The entire football team was in it. Everyone was laughing and giggling and having a good time. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, that's that's the whole thing. That's what Do we about. get along? Because you know what? I look at... Guy next to me goes, you, you got this, right? Mm-hmm. And I go, no problems. You just take care of your spot. Where other guys are going, no, you got to. Nope, these mm-hmm. kids never flinched the entire mm-hmm. time. I mean, we lost our last game that year in the Long Island Championship. And you know what? I'll take the blame for that because that day, Ricky Manigot was the Thorpe Board winner mm-hmm. as a top running yep. back, top football player in the county. And I was determined we we're going to run the ball. And they were stopping mm-hmm. our run. But lo and behold, they had Joe Vanella, who was probably one of the best quarterbacks on Long Island, and Aaron Weaver, who was the best receiver on Long Island. I waited a quarter too long. We lost by yeah. a touchdown. I said, I should have just opened it up and started throwing it right away. Yeah. And once we did, we, we were always just one touchdown behind. Yeah. Where if I would have done a little earlier, it probably would have been like an overtime shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I'll take the blame for that, but <clears throat> I was trying to give Ricky the, the juice that he deserved mm-hmm. because he earned it. But then all of a sudden, Aaron Aaron did plays that night that you, it, a human being doesn't do. I mean, like, you just look like, yeah. what just happened right there? Mm-hmm. So. And and you and that team, you know, you were the only ones to finally bring a, a county championship victory to, to Baldwin for football. Like, 
does that still feel like really special that you were the first Baldwin coach to do it? And as of now, the only Baldwin coach uh, to do it? Abs- oh, of course. Mm-hmm. To this day, you know, I, like we were talking about, I could tell you the, the play that got us in the week before, you know, what got us to that point. I remember, my wife goes to me, you remember this stuff. You don't remember our wedding. You don't remember my birthday. And you don't know when your grandchildren were Carol, that's tough. But you know when the county championship uh-huh. and the plays. I go, sorry, yes. Yeah. And she accepts it. At least you're honest about no, it. You know, keep it real. I, I can't tell you what my wife's birthday is because all our alarm codes have it because I keep forgetting. Uh-huh. So I go in and go, all right, I'm getting close. It's almost <laughs> my birthday. <laughs> so. Uh, that's too good. Yeah. yeah, and in that uh, 2005 team, you know, it was also the first to have a undefeated season since uh, George Craig's team back in uh, the 50s. Right. So what was it about that team, you know, about it going undefeated? What was different about that team? <laughs> you know what's interesting, and people don't know this, that year we were losing four games by a touchdown or two, mm-hmm. almost first four games of the season. And, the, the, you know, what was the kids just basically said, we got it. Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. How did I know they were good? Well, you know what? Started out, our line was our smallest line we ever had mm-hmm. that year, by the way. People don't realize mm-hmm. there were three kids, 165 pounds on that Just line. Just light for line. Tiny yeah. kids. Uh-huh. But they did whatever you told them. They bit into the system. And I say bit in, that's not the right word. They believed whatever you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. said, trust me, mm-hmm. you do this, this guy will go with this play as, as a lineman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the people we had, it, and they were with us for the whole, they came right through middle school. See, we don't get that too much anymore. Yeah. Where we know in seventh grade who's going to be my running back when they're juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. I don't get that anymore. Right. All right. That group followed right through. Do you, I'm going to tell you something people don't realize. When they were on JV, they were 0 and 8. Hmm. Best 0 and 8 team I ever saw. But they were, at that point, they were still all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. Great kids, but they were just, they were typical ninth grade yeah. boys. Mm-hmm. Like, Ah, what's the big deal? And I said to him, standing out there, I said, this team has the making of being a county championship team, but it's your choice, mm-hmm. not mine. I'm going to be here for as long as I can be, mm-hmm. but it's going to be your choice. And let me tell you, those kids put everything aside for their football career <coughs> and just went and, and did what they had to do. Yeah. And, you know, that, yeah, you know, that 2005 team, obviously, that's etched into history as Craig's team was. And I have to mention, you know, our field wears his name. What would it mean to you if one day something had Carol adorned on it? We're getting the tears. We're getting. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, it'd be very special. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen when you're alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, usually, because when George Craigsfield was named after him, yeah. he was he passed probably 20 years. And they did it because he and Ethel Klober were <laughs> <Ethel> T, <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> two main people yeah. in Baldwin. And they named Ethel T. Klober yep. Drive, which is huge. Yes. And they said, well, let's do George A. Craig Field, mm-hmm. which is also huge. Yeah. And, I, and like I said, I was fortunate to meet George Craig and Ethel Klober. Mm-hmm. I sat with her also. Yeah, legend. Baldwin <clears throat> Sports Night legend. I wish I would have known, because Coach Kelly and I do a lot of research of the old Baldwin people. Yeah. <clears throat> and I wish I would have known <clears throat> the people that I know now, because I was said, Coach, what about right. this guy? <clears throat> and... You know, I asked him a million questions, and he answered everything I asked him. Mm-hmm. I asked Ethel Kloberg a million questions. Yeah. She answered, but I didn't ask the right questions because I didn't know. Yeah. Now I'd say, what about this guy? What about this guy? Mm-hmm. Maybe he would remember, maybe he wouldn't. 
1944 or 45, they did an alumni game mm -hmm. for the people coming home from World War II. Mm -hmm. And what it was was all the former Baldwin players would play the high school team for money, for town. Yeah. And they raised, back then it was like, it was probably $100,000, but they raised $2,500. Mm -hmm. You know, and each family got whatever, yeah. 10 or $15. But that's that was, a special. Yeah. <clears throat> that was big money back then. Mm -hmm. but yeah. That's the other thing. I got tons of pictures of Baldwin when they played Freeport or a lot of the other games where there was 10,000 people at the right. game. Like, people don't believe Crazy. that. And the yeah. headlines will say 10,000 yeah. people. And Can, you imagine, Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? There's 10,000 people. Pro teams that don't get 10,000 people. Yeah, I, I know the Giants aren't getting 10,000. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's like you sit there and go, and, and it was a big part of the town because back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, even the 50s, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of... Um, other things to do. Right. Now, unfortunately, there's, there's a million things to, things to do. Yeah. Um, do you want to just, should we just jump down? I know we're sensitive on the time, so do you want to just jump down to, to these? Yeah, all right. Yeah, just because we're sensitive on time. Um, so, obviously, we want to talk a lot more about your career and a lot more about this season, but we're running a little short on time. So, um, what we did, we, we gathered some quotes from some people you know, and we're going to read them uh -oh. to you. Yeah. Um, first one is from Coach Burton. Mr. Cal is a great role model to me. He is a great teacher, coach, and more than anything, a great person. I am proud to have played for him and shared office with him and teach with him. The second one is from Miss Mosca. I will miss our time together sharing lunch this year. We're full of our funny conversations and reminiscing about Baldwin. Yeah. Next, from Dr. Testa. I feel privileged to have been able to participate in his last two years at Baldwin and watch him on the sidelines at every game. No matter the outcome of the game, Coach Carroll always ends with something positive and motivational for his players. That shows his goal is not just to win games, but to teach his players about how to be successful in their lives after Baldwin and after football. This one is from Mr. Kelly. <laughs> Coach Carroll is going to be missed more than he knows. His passion for Baldwin as a community is unmatched. He is a great coach, an amazing teacher, and an even better friend. He is also a family man and has taught me many lessons about being a good husband and father. I can't wait to see the 100 years of Baldwin football book that he has been working on for the past few years. Next from our AD Ramirez. Coach Carroll's legacy is one of commitment and consistency. In this time and day, we may never see a coach that does what he did for 33 years. And lastly, from Ms. Graff, Steve and I have been working together yeah. since 1993. He has been a mentor, role model, colleague, and most importantly, a great friend. He would come to my son's games and take pictures for them for me, and his wife, and his wife calls me his work wife. <laughs> I will miss him tremendously when he retires. What do you say to those? It, it, you know what? It, <clears throat> I said this the other night at the school board meeting. If you like what you do, you never work a day in your life. Mm. I've never worked a day in my life. Yeah. I enjoy it. I come here. I enjoy coming here. I get here early. Yep. I get here before. Mm -hmm. the, the, You're here before anybody. Right. <laughs> I, and I like that. I yeah. like to see the school before it starts. You know, but it's it's amazing. And all the people I worked with over the years and administrators and athletic directors have been great to me. Sure. Mm -hmm. And and I appreciated that a lot. Like I didn't have problems with anybody. No, yeah. So it made my life nice. But I my goal was also to do the same to everybody. Yeah. You know, it's like treat everyone nice, and you know, the mm -hmm. world's a different place. And would that so. be your message to the to the Baldwin community? Absolutely. Yeah. Even to this day, I mean, I love just saying hello to kids I don't know. They sure. look at you mm -hmm. like, why did he say hello to me? Mm -hmm. well, what's wrong with me saying hello right. to you? And I try to do that with everybody. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's nice to have someone say hello to you mm -hmm. without someone saying something. Bad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, thank you for coming on. You know, it was a pleasure speaking yeah. to you. You know, I've had you as a gym teacher. You know, 
we're all gonna miss you. Yes. And I, I'm telling you, I feel privileged yes. to have had you as a teacher. I, I feel the same. And I'm pretty sure a lot of kids feel the mm-hmm. same. And way. I feel the yeah. same way here. This is this has been great. Mm-hmm. So yeah. thank you. Well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on, and we wish you nothing but the best in whatever life has for you next. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad. To, thank you very much. This <laughs> is very nice. Thank you, Coach Carroll, for that wonderful interview. We appreciate everything you've done for the Bowling community and wish you the best of luck going forward. If you enjoy hearing about these experiences as much as we do, feel free to leave a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you listen from. For updates and information about the show, go give us a follow on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Thank you, Matt, for the incredible job that you always do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Keep up the support and tune in next time for the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin sports.